Welcome to today's episode of Places, People, Purpose. Today, we're starting on a series of episodes that cover one of the most amazing natural phenomena in the world, the Grand Canyon. We can't wait to share the marvels of this special place with you. So let's get started. We will cover the Grand Canyon as three separate places, including the South Rim and the North Rim, which are both within the Grand Canyon National Park. We will also be exploring the West Rim of the canyon, which is situated on the Wallapai Reservation, about a two-hour and 15-minute drive from Las Vegas, Nevada. Before we start, I'd like to recommend upfront a wonderful and comprehensive resource that I relied on in writing these podcasts, and that is the book titled Grand Canyon, The Complete Guide by James Kaiser. We would highly recommend this book to anyone who is either going to visit the Grand Canyon or would just like to learn more about this mesmerizing and special place. We have the book featured on the Our Favorites page of our website, placespeoplepurpose.com, if you'd like to get it. The Grand Canyon is one of the world's most renowned natural wonders and offers a breathtaking display of geological history and awe-inspiring vistas. The canyon is often described as a geological wonder, offering a fascinating glimpse into the Earth's history. The canyon was formed over millions of years by the erosional power of the Colorado River, which carved its way through layer upon layer of sedimentary rock. But there are also other geological processes that have taken place to form the present-day Grand Canyon. Let's delve a bit more into this geological marvel. Most of the rocks in the Grand Canyon are sedimentary rock, which formed at sea level. So a natural question is, how did these rocks end up several thousands of feet above sea level? The answer to this question has to do with the location of the Grand Canyon on the southwestern edge of the Colorado Plateau. The Colorado Plateau is 130,000 square miles large and is the second largest plateau in the world behind the Tibetan Plateau. The primary driving force behind the formation of the Colorado Plateau was tectonic uplift. We talked about tectonic forces in our early episodes about the formation of Panama. In this instance, the North American Plate and the Pacific Plate interacted along the western margin of North America. As the Pacific Plate was pushed beneath the North American Plate, it caused the continental crust to be uplifted and deformed. This tectonic interaction initiated the uplift of the Colorado Plateau around 60 million years ago, and by about 5 million years ago, the Colorado Plateau had risen over a vertical mile. As the plateau rose in elevation, it led to increased precipitation, which, in turn, led to increased erosion. As the erosion slowly chipped away at the Colorado Plateau, it created one of the most beautiful and dramatic landscapes in the world. 
Not only are the layers of sedimentary rock beautiful, but they are amazingly well-preserved and comprise 11 different layers of rock. The rock layers were formed chronologically, one on top of another, so that the rocks above are younger than the rocks below. The oldest rocks at the bottom of the canyon are comprised of Vishnu schist and Zoroaster granite. Vishnu schist was formed approximately 1.7 billion years ago when intense heat and pressure transformed previously formed shale into schist. Approximately 200 million years later, magna shot up through cracks in the schist and cooled into beautiful veins of pink Zoroaster granite. Being the oldest rock in the canyon, the Vishnu schist and Zoroaster granite are located at the bottom of the canyon. Conversely, the youngest sedimentary rock, located at the top of the Grand Canyon, is the Kaibab limestone. Sedimentary rocks are formed from the accumulation and compression of sediments, meaning particles and materials that have been transported and deposited by various geological processes over time. Being the youngest sedimentary rock in the canyon, the Kaibab limestone is only 270 million years old. Let's now explore some more about the impact the Colorado River has had on the formation of the Grand Canyon. The Colorado River begins in the Rocky Mountains and runs through the desert southwest before ending in the Gulf of California in northwestern Mexico. As it runs through Arizona, it picks up enormous amounts of sediment along the way. This sediment is a mixture of gravel, silt, and clay, and the sediment scrapes along the bottom of the river and gradually etches away at the riverbed. In times of severe floods, large boulders rumble down the riverbed like thrown dice, and this exponentially increases the rate of erosion. On average, the erosion has decreased the height of the riverbed by 6.5 inches every 1,000 years. Over millions of years, the Grand Canyon has become one of the few places on Earth where you can view nearly 2 billion years of the Earth's history stacked up in layers in front of you. It's just amazing. It was assumed for many years that the Colorado cut down into northern Arizona as the Colorado Plateau rose up around it. But there is a mystery surrounding the canyon that has not yet been solved. In the 1930s and 40s, geologists came to the surprising conclusion that the Colorado River did not always follow its present course, and it did not flow into the western Grand Canyon. That raised the question, then, of how did the western Grand Canyon form? There is only a theory at this point that responds to this question. The theory provides that when the Colorado River first flowed north into Utah, a second lower Colorado River originated somewhere west of the Grand Canyon. Over time, the headwaters of the lower Colorado River eroded east until they reached the western edge of the Colorado Plateau. 
As the headwaters continued to carve away at the land, they came closer and closer to the upper Colorado, and the two rivers eventually met after approximately five million years. When the two rivers met, the upper Colorado began flowing west, and this is the theory as to how the modern Colorado River was born. What is known is that the rate of erosion caused by the Colorado carving away at the landscape has not always been uniform. In fact, the rate of erosion has varied considerably depending on the type of rock the river had to cut through. Despite the different rates, though, the time it took for the Colorado to cut through the sedimentary rock was a remarkably short period in geological terms. We know that the grade of the Colorado River has also leveled out, which has also slowed the rate of erosion. The river has cut down less than 50 feet over the past one million years. That is in contrast to the time it took to form the entire Grand Canyon of only six million years. On a geological timescale, that is in a blink of an eye. We have seen that the Grand Canyon was formed by a combination of powerful factors, including tectonic forces, rock formation, and erosion. All of these forces together yielded the stunning and awe-inspiring landscape that we see today. These same forces are not static and are continuing to change the canyon on a daily basis. What is beyond a doubt is that the next several millions of years will change the canyon to something completely different than what we see today. We are indeed very lucky to be able to witness this amazing natural wonder when it is at such a remarkably beautiful state. That's all we have for today and today's episode about the Grand Canyon. If you enjoyed our podcast, please follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, we will discover more exciting information about this amazing natural wonder. So join us for our next episode of Places, People, Purpose, where we create connections to our world.